as human beings, we're quite good at finding things about other people to kind of cause divisions. So we're good at kind of polarizing or putting up walls. You can see, for example, in sports, sometimes big rivalries can develop or even politically more and more. You know, there's a lot of divisions depending on who you support. So probably if I asked you, okay, who'd like to put up their hand and tell me who you voted for last election, I probably wouldn't have too many takers. We've got a couple of people in the back. They want to give us their political opinions, but it can become problematic, right? We have a lot of divisions in different ways. Even religious divisions can kind of develop. I remember I was talking once to a friend of mine um, from another Christian denomination, and we were kind of talking about the way that there's different divisions within our churches, whether it's Catholic or Christian churches. And he was joking and saying, okay, we have a saying, you know, among our community that when there's 10 of us from our religion, from our Christian denomination in one town, we build a church. And then when the 11th person from our religious community comes to that town, we start thinking about how we can start building a rival church to the first church that we built. So he's kind of just telling that story to illustrate how different divisions can develop among people, even unfortunately religious divisions. The readings today are so powerful because they talk to us about how we need to overcome these divisions. The readings today, especially the first reading and the gospel, talk about the importance of taking down boundaries that we human beings set up between other people. The first reading taken from the prophet Isaiah is very, very powerful, particularly one line that we find in there. We find this famous line, my house or my temple shall be a house for all the nations or for all the people. And this line is very powerful. It's written by the prophet Isaiah, probably while the people in Israel were in exile in Babylon and beginning to make their way back to the land of Israel. And this time in Babylon, in exile, of course, was a very challenging and time of suffering for the people of Israel. And they were surrounded, really, in, in a kind of a sea of people who were not of their religion or not of their culture. And they began to ask themselves very important questions, such as, okay, what is our place among other nations? How is our God also the God, perhaps, of other people? And the prophet Isaiah in this passage really proclaims a very bold vision that their God really is a God who cares and loves for all people, that all people, regardless of whether they're Babylonians or people from Israel, are also children of God, blessed and loved by God. Therefore, they shouldn't set um, boundaries to separate themselves from other people, but look forward to a time when they will be united as one family cared for by their God. The gospel, of course, today is also about overcoming boundaries, overcoming barriers. We see in the gospel today that Jesus interacts with a Canaanite woman. So Canaanites sometimes are a term given to people in the Holy Land at the time of Jesus who are not from the tribe or from the people of Israel. So Canaanites didn't worship Yahweh or worship him as some Jewish people would have thought he should have been worshipped. So ultimately then Canaanites were a bit uh, excluded from the Jewish community and some Jewish people, of course, not all, but looked down upon some Canaanite people. And Jesus in the gospel today really overcomes this boundary. He wants to extend the grace and love and blessings of God to this Canaanite woman who has such remarkable faith. Recently at World Youth Day, Pope Francis as well was encouraging Catholics 
to overcome divisions, to take down walls that we sometimes put around to separate ourselves from others. I was re-watching some of kind of the highlight reels from the World Youth Day recently, and I was struck by one of the homilies Pope Francis gave. I think it was at the prayer vigil, but it could have been at the main mass. And at a certain point, Pope Francis sort of departed from his prepared speech, and he gave a very spontaneous and beautiful way of interacting with the crowd. And again, there were about 1.5 million people there. And Pope Francis started to encourage them to repeat a word after him. And that word was todos, which in Spanish or Portuguese is everybody. So he said to everybody, repeat after me, todos, todos. And then so everybody started to repeat, everyone, everyone, everyone. And then before you knew it, this crowd of 1.5 million people are all shouting out, everyone, everyone. And then Pope Francis used that as a moment to say, look, this is who we are as a church. The church is open to everyone. The church is a mother. The church cares for all people. It was a very beautiful reminder for us of what we find in the readings today, this need really to embrace all people, that we are all ultimately God's children. In the gospel today, Jesus reminds us that a huge risk really of excluding others is that we don't get to benefit from the goodness that they have to offer us. And really in the gospel today, Jesus wants to highlight this incredible faith of the Canaanite woman. And the gospel, Jesus' interaction with this Canaanite woman is quite strange, right? There's this point in which Jesus says, okay, I come only for the people of Israel. And then this woman insists, she has this incredible care for her daughter and says, but look, please also heal my daughter. And Jesus says in these quite startling words, it's not right to take the children's food and give it to the dogs. This, of course, is quite a startling thing for Jesus to say because it seems he's calling this foreign woman a dog. Now, of course, it's difficult to understand exactly the tone that Jesus is saying here, but there's indications that Jesus really is kind of trying to play or subvert a kind of what we could say would be a prejudice trope that was used for foreign people at this time. So at this time of Jesus, some of Jesus' co-religionists not all Jewish people, of course, but some would have referred to Gentiles as dogs, as outsiders, as people who were not really part of their family. And it was quite a derisive term. But in the Greek that Jesus, that Jesus wasn't speaking Greek, but it was written in Greek, the Gospel of Matthew, the Greek word for dog is actually the diminutive, kind of doggy. Jesus is saying not dog, which maybe doesn't make it sound better. But I think if we could hear Jesus' tone, he would be saying something like this. It's not right to take the children's foods and give it to the dogs, is it? It's not there in the Greek, but I think maybe that's the tone that Jesus is getting at because it seems what Jesus is doing is trying to draw out this incredible faith of the Canaanite woman. Jesus oftentimes, we see, puts barriers or obstacles in front of people who he intends to heal and help anyway so these people can really dig down deep to see how much faith they have really in Christ, to really increase their devotion to Jesus. And ultimately, it seems in this gospel that Jesus wants to put on display this incredible faith of the Canaanite woman. The Canaanite woman had this incredible love and care for her daughter, and Jesus wants to show that as an example to his followers. So ultimately then, Jesus shows us that there is a lot of goodness in communities sometimes that we might think are not part of our own in some communities that we separate
from ourselves. Christ wants to show us we have much to learn. And ultimately, I think that can be our experience as well. When we encounter other people who are searching for God, searching for truth, we too are ultimately enriched. We believe, of course, with Christ we have the fullness of the truth, but as well we can learn from other people different aspects of this truth. For me, something quite um, important when I was growing up here in St. Peter's was the different or the kind of strong ecumenical uh, focus of our parish. And this comes, I think, from being also in New Westminster, where there's so many different Christian churches here as it was kind of the capital originally. But I remember as a, as a student in high school or early university, visiting different Christian communities to learn from them, to hear about their experiences of following God. And ultimately, it's a blessing that we continue to do this in our parish, especially during our Lenten series, to get together with other Christians, to pray together, to learn from one another. Of course, too, we can learn from people of other faiths, especially our Jewish brothers and sisters. And some months ago, we were blessed to have some Jewish high school students here, along with Catholic high school students, to learn from one another. So ultimately then we see in the readings today that God wants us all to be a part of his family. All are God's children, loved and blessed by him. And we need to be careful that we don't set up walls or barriers to kind of block other people out from the love and goodness of God. I'd like to just conclude with a final kind of passage that Pope Francis said at that same homily that I was referring to. This is kind of a challenge for us, I think, to put into practice this reality that we are all God's children. Pope Francis said, There is space for everyone in the church, and when there isn't, please, let's work so that there is. Also space for those who make mistakes, for those who fall, for those who it is difficult to follow.